You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, Muse. I recently went to a Raptors game. Yes, (laughs) our first time back under one roof with thousands of other people since before the pandemic. It was wild. It was a lot of fun. The game, well, it was a little different, but I'll tell you more about it. First, thank you to my friend Allison and shout out to her pre-loved clothing and styling business called Dot and B. She hooked us up with the tickets and gave Yusik and I a date night, and we were so grateful. Back to the game. The Toronto Raptors played against the Orlando Magic, and the game was pretty slow. It's like the guys were kind of lagging. They looked tired, maybe because they played the night before, maybe because key players like Fred Van Fleet and OG Onanobi sat out the game due to injuries. Anyway, by the end of the first two quarters, they were less than 50 points on the scoreboard. The Raptors were consistently lagging behind the Magic by like 10 points. And by the fourth quarter, things were looking really grim. Until Japanese player Yuta Watanabe came in cold off the bench. And that's when the game started getting interesting. Listen to me talking about basketball, isn't this <laughs> Okay, so what was it about Watanabe that made the game interesting? Well, he's Japanese and very tall and the only Asian player on the court, which is fun to witness as a fellow Asian. And you could see that he was so pumped to get some playtime. He was like running and playing his heart out. You could see like, you know, when a player really pumps their arms and really like Looks kind of funny, actually, because his legs look so long going across the court and he came in cold off the bench, so he didn't look warmed up. But it was so cool to see him blocking the balls and scoring some points. He was out there giving it his all because he had his chance to make a difference in the game. Now, you probably know this about me or even the way I'm describing this game, is that I'm not really a big basketball fan. I love going to the game for the spectacle and the energy. And it's really funny to me that I'm talking about this with you, but here's where I'm trying to take you. When it comes to decision-making in your life, you gotta be like Coach Nick Nurse. You have your roster of players, your star players like Van Fleet and Siakam and who they have skill, experience, instincts, and a track record of past performance. And then you also have your guys like Watanabe who bring skill and experience and a track record of performance and a lot of passion and grit, but they just haven't had a lot of playtime. So maybe their instincts aren't as sharp or as quick. But as the coach, you get to call the shots of who plays and who sits on the bench. Okay, so when you consider your team, your inner team, you've got your heart, mind, body, and spirit. Who's your star player when it comes to decision making? Who do you call on? I'd say we live in a society that makes the mind the number one player. 
In fact, the mind is probably hogging the ball. And it's time to pass the ball because when it comes to decision making, there's so much value in thinking things through. Well, society places so much value in thinking things through, like gathering the data, researching and analyzing it, weighing the pros and cons, thinking about worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, mind mapping, weaving a web of considerations. And there's so much the mind wants to think about when it comes to making a decision. It gets all in the game. And I'm not saying that this is a bad process. I just want to offer something for when overthinking leads to indecision, like an injury, like your Van Fleet, who has to sit on the bench. And then at that point in the game, you need to shift the energy. I want you to consider letting Watanabe have a shot. So... I guess it's taking, (laughs) it's taking me a little while to get to this part of the analogy. Sorry for that. But my clients tell me that although my analogies seem far-fetched and have kind of this roundabout way of getting to where they need to be, they also make some strange sense. So I should just own it. And yes, here, hello, I'm owning this basketball analogy to our mind, body, and spirit. So let's move on. What I probably could have said at the top of this episode is this. When we make decisions by only thinking, we're missing out on a wealth of wisdom from our body and our spirit. And that's what I want to offer today. Consider using your whole team. So here's my three-step tool to authentic decision-making. It's a more balanced and holistic approach that incorporates your whole self. And here it is. Step one, think with your mind. (laughs) Step two, feel with your body. And step three, act with your spirit. Simple, right? For today, let's skip over step one because you're probably already really good at the think with your mind step, right? Most people are. We get a lot of practice hanging out in our own heads. Let's move on to step number two, feel with your body. I actually recently learned that according to my human design, I have an emotional authority. Do you know how liberating this was for me to learn? I've always felt my way through life, following my intuition, following the tingles in my body, but that part of my decision-making felt wrong. It was whimsical and too woo. I thought that I should be more calculated to consider all the data, to be more strategic with my choices, right? Like that is a leadership quality. Bah! Because that never actually appealed to me. Well, it did. I tried so hard to think that way because I thought that was the right way. And I actually learned how to do it and I practiced it and I got good at it, but it didn't come naturally to me. And because I was thinking so much with my brain, I could also think of all the other reasons why I could doubt it, which just got me in my own way because of it. Feeling my decisions always felt more right and more sure. And even though they weren't always rational or could be backed up by logic, I just felt right about them. Finally, giving myself permission to choose from my feeling, oh, That's so freeing, which also gives me a great balance to the overthinkers. Hello, overthinkers. This is why I wanted to offer this to you. I believe that there's an intelligence that lives in our physical body and it bypasses our mind, our logic, and our ego. 
which is the self-doubt and the criticism and the back and forth. And there's a saying that says, the longest distance in the world is the 18 inches from the head to the heart. Does that sound right? So let's take a moment to think about what it would feel like to hold a decision in our body. What sensations would you feel? You'd ask yourself, do I feel expansive or contracted? Do I feel big or do I feel small? Do you feel warm or cold? Do you sense love or fear? It's really subtle. You have to pay attention to your inner sensations. Those like spider senses, those tingles, creep tingles. Don't follow the creep tingles, please. Back to the... talking about. I got a little distracted. So do I feel dread or heaviness? You might notice your body moving back a little bit, or do I feel relief or lightness? And in this case, you might notice yourself leaning forward. When you think about your decision, do you notice your body relax or tense up? Do you feel happier and more alive? Or maybe it makes you feel miserable and numb. I always go with expansiveness. And even when there's fear, I will always choose longing. From there, you must move into step three, act with your spirit. We must ask ourselves, so what's my next best action? And in this moment, let it be simple, something you can do. You just like make the call and say, yes, I'm going with this decision or make the call and say, no, I'm not. And let it be easy. Don't trip yourself up or get in your way of moving forward. Here's the thing. Even sometimes when you've made the decision, you got to take that extra step to actually make it happen. And why is that final act from your spirit step so hard? Well, it's because we have a fear of making the wrong choice, right? Or we have this need to control the outcome. Or maybe we have a lack of confidence in our decision making. Notice, are you focused too much on the outcome, focused on the certainty, or perhaps you need to accept that there are trade-offs, or maybe it is the fear of what other people will think your decision means about you. This is an opportunity to really look at this choice and find some ease. What am I trying to say here? When it comes to acting from your spirit, You got to be like Watanabe. You might be coming in onto the court cold off the bench, but you're going to give it your all. You're going to trust that you have enough skills and experience that you deserve to be there, that your coach put you on the court for a reason, and you're going to see what happens and know that you're going to be okay. Even if, if it gets in the net, great. If it doesn't, okay, you will have another try. And that, my friends, (laughs) my muse is the long-winded analogy of using your full basketball team. Don't just focus on your stars. Check out Watanabe, your second round of players, the ones that really have a lot to offer and have a lot of heart and really want to take a shot for you and give them a chance. So my closing invitation for you here is what area of decision-making can you pay more attention to and allow to lead? When you make decisions with your mind, body, and spirit, you allow your whole self to get on board. 
And I promise you, this approach creates more clarity and confidence. So you can act with integrity. You can act with your full team, your full roster, your full Raptors. Just think of, think of how the think, feel, and act could be your game plan and could be your authentic path forward. That's it for me for today. Be well and be amused. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold.